Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk some more college football. Brian Edwards joins us now, VegasInsider.com. He is a handicapper, one of the good ones out there. He's been coming on the show for a long time. Uh, let me sing your praises. First of all, you nailed it last Sunday with the Eagles first half bet. Eagles over 13 and a half in the first half. Eagles covering the first half. And then A.J. Brown total yards over. And it all happened. And I hit all three of them. Awesome. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I played the Eagles first half last night and didn't get it. I I did I did too, uh, but I I did and I took the team total over, which um, it pushed for me on yep. one account on one account at one, but then AJ barely and he just didn't get enough targets, so I gave some of it back last night, but not nearly as much. I didn't like those plays as much being on the road on a on a short week. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, it seemed like the uh, the betters last night liked the Eagles and the under, and it was the Texans and the over. Yep. Didn't see that one. Texas. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get behind the Eagles laying uh, the, the double digits on the road in a, on a short week. Uh, but the way I went about it in the first half, that worked so great last week. It, it wasn't a disaster, but it it didn't work that good. Either. And I love the idea of covering the first half because so many teams, I, I see them, they're, they're, they're jumping out and they're playing well, dominating the first half. And then they put it in cruise control in the second half. The Bills cost me against the Packers Sunday night. Uh, you saw it again last night. You know, it just seems like teams, Pickskin said it last week, NFL teams like to win by a touchdown and they get you know up two touchdowns and they just put it in cruise control and just finish out the game. And they're not covering yeah, these big double-digit spreads. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, it looked like you are on the right side with Buffalo all last week. I actually did Buffalo uh, minus six and a half in the first half only, and uh, that, that, that strategy worked out. I, that's why I try to avoid uh, laying double digits in the NFL. Well, we got Brian Edwards with us, and uh, I want to talk some big games this week. Let's start in the SEC. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia's the big one. Brian, I've been saying all week, I think Tennessee has a chance to win. And much less the, the, the points of eight, I, I really think they're going to win this game. I am buying in on Tennessee. I think they're the real deal. And this week, of course, the committee agreed, putting them number one in the country. How do you feel about this game? I'm right there with you, Wes. Uh, I agree completely. Uh, I made the line seven. Um, but I, that doesn't mean I think they're going to win by seven. You know, I, I – um, that's what I would do if West had a stack of $100 bills and I was behind the counter and had to be the book. That's what I'd make the line. But I I like Tennessee's chances to win this game a lot. They, they are obviously 8-0 straight up, 7-1 against the spread, 2-0 straight up and against the spread uh, on the road. And now after that performance last week, they sack Will Levis four times. They intercept him uh, three times. They hold him to less than 100 uh, passing yards. They hold Kentucky – to six points. Now it looks like even the defense uh, is starting to come around, and they've had the best offense in the country all year. Hendon Hooker, 21-10 TDI and T ratio, uh, four rushing touchdowns. For his career now, he is 74-11 to TDI and T ratio with 24 rushing touchdowns. Um, he's really been one of the more underrated quarterbacks uh, in a long, long time, but that has changed this year, and, you know, betters could have had him at 80-1 to to win the Heisman. Uh, back in over the summer, and now he's the favorite. And this is his Heisman moment, an opportunity, and a chance for uh, 
uh, the Vols to, you know, uh, they don't, you know, clinch a, a playoff first, but they go a long way toward it uh, with a win in this spot. So I'm betting wise, I'm on them. Uh, actually uh, bought them from uh, nine up to ten early in the week. But I like them at plus eight, and I've got some money line at plus 240 as well. But more on the ball is catching the point, obviously. All right, let's move down the road to Baton Rouge, LSU, Alabama. I think I've been talked into not taking Alabama. I feel We had Clint Sterner on earlier. He likes LSU and thinks LSU may have a chance to win this game. They're at home getting a bunch of points from Alabama. Alabama's been bad on the road. They've been making a lot of mistakes, penalties. I think I've decided not to give all those points and take Alabama. And really, I like the over in this game. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. What's your feel on this game? Yeah, I agree with you there on the over, but I like LSU uh, plus the points better. Now, um, with it at 13.5, I think you should buy the half point to the key number of 14 uh, just in case. But I agree with Clint. I think LSU's got a really good chance to win this game outright. So you look at Alabama on the road since the start of last year, which happens to coincide with Bill O'Brien being the offensive coordinator. They're 2-5 and five against the spread uh, in seven, ga- <clears throat> seven games. They have the two outright losses. However, three of their wins are by five combined points. Easily could have lost at Texas this year. You know, Texas gets their quarterback who was playing great, hurt late in the first quarter, and um, – they missed that chip shot field goal before halftime. It had a, you know several other plays that if they just make, they win that game. And then you look back at the Auburn game last year. If the defense, you know, can hold them when they buried them inside the five there in the last two minutes, Bama didn't have any timeouts left. If they can hold them, or if Tank Bigsby just doesn't go out of bounds, they lose the Iron Bowl last year. And then Florida, you know, misses the extra point, then had to go to the two point conversion, misses that, loses by two, and. You know, people probably forget Alabama got three gift calls that were huge in the first quarter of that game. So they could easily be two and five straight up and get the spread their last seven on the road. LSU, Jaden Daniels, last two games, he's played his best, 45-20 win over Ole Miss, 45-35 win at Florida. Those two games, five touchdown passes, no interceptions, and six rushing touchdowns. And when LSU has struggled, or I'm sorry, Alabama struggled, it's usually with a dynamic scrambling quarterback like Daniels. Yep. And final thing, LSU 4-1 and one, both straight up and against the spread at home this year. Uh, only lost to Tennessee in their last six as home dogs. 4-1-1 one and one against the spread with four outright wins. Wow. Uh, Brian, I know you're a Florida fan. I, I don't know why Florida is getting points at a and I, I think Florida wins the game. Uh, I think that's the stay-away game of the, of the entire <laughs> okay. I mean – both teams are struggling, and Florida's got some injuries. You know, they just uh, uh, kicked their best pass rusher, Britton Cox, off the team. Their best receiver, Justin Shorter, is going to be a game-time decision with a hamstring. Starting tight end, Keon Zipperer, is out. So, Florida's done a good job of avoiding uh, big injuries for the year, for the most part, which was key because they lacked depth. But um, the depth might be hurting a little bit this week, and that could show up. Both teams are kind of a dumpster fire. I, I, I think it's a stay away. I like that advice. Okay, that's why I asked you that question. Maybe if A&M wins, Jimbo celebrates by giving out edibles in the locker room. <laughs> Just a thought. After the game. After the game. Not, not before not, the game. Not before the game, Wes. Not at After halftime. After the game. Uh, Pickskin, you had a game. Uh, you and I kind of agree on this one. Uh, Kansas State, Texas, Brian. I'm fascinated by this. How in the world is Texas a favorite in Manhattan, Kansas? 
I agree with you guys. Now, I got to say, I, a lot of people I respect in the handicapping industry love Texas this week. Mm. Um, I do not agree with that. Uh, they are one in six, but straight up and against the spread in seven road games since Stark uh, took over. And, you know, some books have moved to three. Um, K State is uh, 19 and six against the spread. Their last 25 is an underdog. Now, I, I get a lot of the sharp people like Texas because they, they think the market is overreacting to K-State, you know, fantastic performance last week, obviously. They were the best team of the week last week, 48-0 over Oklahoma State. Uh, and, and that is accurate. The market has overreacted. The look-ahead line was a lot higher than this. And, uh, you know, the line was a lot higher than this over the summer, you know, games of the year, et cetera. But uh, I like how K-State's playing, and Texas has struggled on the road. So hmm. I haven't played it yet, but my lean is definitely to K-State. Talking about the market overreacting, I think the market is overreacting with Missouri and Kentucky. I think people saw what Tennessee did. Once again, I think Tennessee's legit. And so they're, they they saw what Kentucky did and then what Missouri did. I think they're overreacting. I like Kentucky to beat Missouri at Missouri. I made Kentucky a three-point favorite, and that's what it was early in the week. And I guess they've taken a lot of sharp money on Missouri. Now, like I said, I made Kentucky minus three. Like, I got to be the bookie, and Mm -hmm. here comes Wes with Mm -hmm. a $100 bill. But uh, I don't necessarily think Kentucky's going to win. Missouri's playing good football. Well, they didn't play that good against Bandy. But in those three heartbreakers in a row they lost, they played good football. They could have, would have beat Georgia, Mm should have beat Auburn, outplayed Florida, um, you know, statistically big-time outplayed Florida. And but just came up short every week, and uh, but look here, I, uh, I Kentucky's kind of in a bad spot right now. I, it's just a stay away game for me. Okay. I mean, toss up who wins. Let's move on to TCU Texas Tech. Brian, every year when the uh, college football playoff committee comes out with their rankings, there's a team that I feel like they just they choke. They say, "Oh my gosh, we're up there. We got a chance." And the next week they play. Just terrible. You see the pressure get to them. I I kind of got TCU circled as that team that maybe they choke on the on the high ranking, but you like TCU. I do, but I uh, again, I a lot of people I respect are thinking the same way as you, Wes. And look, man, it has been a string of tough games uh, in a row. And I mean, let's see. I mean, Ed SMU was a revenge game. Uh, for them, you know, they wanted to play for their coach against his former team. Then it was Oklahoma. Then it was at Kansas when both were undefeated. Game day was there. Then it was Oklahoma State, uh, a two-overtime game. They had to rally from uh, 17 down. Uh, Then they were down 18 to K-State. They had to rally and win. Last week, you go to Morgantown. uh, They covered on a miracle. They got a fourth-down conversion uh, with, like, 20 seconds left. Uh, So I I get – some of the thought process was being scared of TCU here. But, um, look, Texas Tech has struggled uh, really bad uh, on the road. Uh, they are 0-3 straight up and 1-2 uh, and two against the spread. And TCU is 3-1 and one against the spread at home. Five of their eight wins are by double-digit margins. The line has come down. So I'm going with TCU minus eight. Okay. Uh, one more of the uh, SEC game. South Carolina, Vandy. I, I said this earlier. I, I usually try to stay away from bad teams. I think these are two bad teams, but you you got a you got an angle on this one. Yeah, I, I would take. Uh, I think the entire SEC uh, as a 
a seven or less uh, favorite against Andy. Uh, that's just where they are, in my opinion. Um, I think South Carolina's got a really full uh, a no show. Uh, for Vandy to cover this, and and I think that South Carolina being in being in bounce back mode, still having a chance to go to a pretty good bowl game. Um, I know Marshawn Lloyd is a little banged up, um, so it's not a huge bet for me. Now, if I were to find out that Marshawn Lloyd is, is definitely going to play, and I, and I tend to think he is, um, that maybe I'll I'll put a little more on South Carolina. I don't mind the over in this game either, just more so uh, on the Vandy. Uh, side of things and the South Carolina side of things. The South Carolina looked awful uh, offensively last week, but Vandy uh, defensively uh, not very good. Uh, you know, giving up 55 to Georgia, 52 to Ole Miss, 55 to Bama, uh, 28 to Northern Illinois, 45 to Wake, 31 to Elon. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, I like the over, my, over 48 and South Carolina. I know a lot of people that nailed them last week with Arkansas at Auburn, and you were one of them also. Uh, what's your feeling? Let's finish with Arkansas and Liberty. What are you thinking here? If anything, the over, but, you know, I'm concerned about Liberty's quarterback uh, situation. Uh, their third springer, who's played a lot this year, you know, Brewer got hurt really early in the year, and then Salter's been hurt for a good month or so uh, after he had some good games. Uh, but Arkansas has been such an over team. Uh, all year, I had Arkansas and the over uh, last week, and Arkansas's uh, defense just has has had some issues all year long, giving up a lot of points. And you know, I think Rocket Sanders is going to run all over uh, Liberty. But um, you know, Liberty's hoping the guy, uh, uh, I think it's Jonathan Matthews, the third stringer. They're hoping he's going to play and not have to play the four string guy. But the four string guys are getting reps all week. Uh, I can't lay the the number, especially now that it's gone over fourteen. I can't lay it. Uh, with Arkansas, because Liberty's had two weeks to prepare. Uh, their only loss being by one at Wake. You know, they're you know they're going to be sky high and fired up to you know face a, mm-hmm. a Power Five opponent in, in the SEC. So um, it's a pass on the side. I lean to the over. You mentioned something about Rocket, and uh, I've hit him a couple of times this year on uh, going over on the rushing total. Do you do uh, individual player bets like that? You know, one of my accounts. We'll throw them up there uh, on game day. And, yes, sometimes I do them. Uh, and I have had Rocket Sanders a couple of times. Uh, I have a feeling that his rushing, uh, that, that prop bet is going to be, you know, well over 100 uh, this week, as it should be. I'll be interested to see where it's at. Um, I don't know that I would go over, you know, more than 140. Uh, I mean, I, I took it a couple times early in the year. It was like 85, yeah. 90 range. And uh, I don't know, you know, I, I didn't even look for it last week. Uh, what would, have you seen what it has been the last two weeks? It's got to be in the hundreds. Yeah, I did not. I did not see it last week. Yeah, um, yeah, me either. Uh, the week before, I think it was right at a hundred. Well, no, if it's only a hundred, I would like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would probably like it all the way up to about one twenty-five, one thirty. But the thing with a bet like that, I mean, what if he sprains an ankle? I mean, on first yeah. play, I yep. mean. You know, those, those kind of concerns you have with those kind of bets. Right. Do you got an NFL game you love? You know what, man? I am really running behind Wes on my NFL uh, preparations because I've been doing some college basketball stuff and some NBA this week. So I'm planning on diving into the NFL after this podcast in a little while. So um, I really don't. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you for not leading us astray. <laughs> 
I just didn't want to throw a dart at the wall right there. So Nope. <laughs> well, we do enough of that as it is. What do you right. like in the NBA? <laughs> you know what? I, I'm talking about it. I've been doing the NBA all week, and so I haven't um, – I have not uh, gotten ready for tonight's NBA card yet either. Brian, have a good week, man. Good luck, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, gentlemen, thanks so much for having me. You Y'all bet. Have a great weekend. Enjoy.